What is up, you guys? You are tuning in to the Health Without Limits podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Prestano, a personal trainer, nutrition coach, teacher, wife, dog mom to two, and mommy to be. Wow, that's weird to say. After too many years of playing it cool and trying to live up to society's standards, I decided it was time to share my voice. I hope that this is a place you will come to share your journey and to feel supported on your way. We'll talk all things health, fitness, nutrition, motherhood, and just some good old girl chat. Thanks for coming along. Let's get going. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Health Without Limits podcast. I'm riding solo today. We've had a lot of great guests coming on the podcast, and in the upcoming weeks, we have a lot of great guests that you guys will be hearing from as well. But I thought I'd pop on here and do a quick little solo episode, keep it a little bit shorter for you today. Um, But today I'm going to be talking about alleviating some of the common discomforts that come along with pregnancy. So whether you are newly pregnant, whether you're planning to become pregnant, um, kind of whatever stage you're in with that, I kind of feel like this could be relevant for you and hopefully helpful for you too. So I'll be kind of going through more of a holistic realm of how to alleviate those discomforts. as far as your fitness, your nutrition, some practices for your mental health as well. But I do want to preface with saying a couple of things. So number one, just because this worked for me does not mean that it's necessarily 100% going to work for you. I do truly believe that many of these things will work for you, but I always recommend checking checking with your doctor first, especially if you have any kind of high-risk um, pregnancy or underlying medical conditions that could interfere with your pregnancy. But also with that being said, I I don't want you to get down on yourself if you aren't able to do some of these things or you do these things and they don't bring you the relief that you want because every pregnancy is different as well. So I'm, I guess what I'm trying to get at here is I'm not an expert, but I did find things that really helped me out a ton and through conversations with other women um, are things that they've recommended to or they, things that they've wished that they did in their pregnancy to just help with some of the discomforts that come along with this crazy process. Um, So to start off, I'm going to be calling things a discomfort. Some of them aren't a discomfort, but I'm just kind of like looping them all into one umbrella of, hey, this is kind of weird. Hey, this is kind of annoying, whatever you want to call it. Um, So discomfort number one, top of the list, which I think many of you would nod your heads along with me is heartburn. Heartburn is such a common discomfort throughout pregnancy, especially as the belly grows and the baby grows. Some of this, you guys, is just inevitable. Baby is growing. There's not a lot of space in there towards the end, and they are pushing up on some of your different organs, and they're literally pushing up so that food is just coming right back up your digestive tract, and it sucks. But there are some ways that we can at least alleviate it and lessen it so that it's something that you can hopefully be able to kind of withstand. Um, My number one thing for heartburn, you guys, if you follow me on social media, you know, is the OptiGreens 50. So I take a greens um, supplement that's got digestive enzymes. It's got a probiotic blend in there. It's got some plant enzymes in there and just a wide variety of uh, veggies in there. And all of those things really are going to help a ton to lower the acid around your stomach lining, which is one of the biggest causes of indigestion and acid reflux. So if we can at least lower some of those things, 
that's where the heartburn is coming from. That's where the pain is coming from. So that's going to help us a ton if we can kind of get our digestive lining under control and less acid in there. And then it's also going to help you just with your overall digestive processes because the other thing that baby is doing in there is taking a lot of your nutrients. So you could be eating all these great fabulous foods and I hope that you are, but the baby is going to be taking some of them because they need it for the things that they're going through. So you might not be getting the benefits of all the things that you're eating, which is why it's super helpful to make sure that you are doing some supplementing if needed and if it's something that you're willing to do to make sure that your body is still getting some of the things that it needs during this time as well. The other thing that I uh, like to supplement is a probiotic. And again, this is going to be helping you a ton with just getting that good bacteria in your gut, fighting off the bad bacteria in your gut, and really strengthening the gut to be able to withstand some of those, uh, I guess we're back to that acid and the lining of the stomach and, you know, all those nasty things that can happen in our digestive tract and, again, alleviate some of that discomfort. A few practices that I do daily that for me have helped a ton is pairing foods together. So you've got your carbs, your proteins, and your fats. Those are your macronutrient groups, right? And it's super helpful to pair two macronutrient groups together. So you might pair a carb and a protein or a protein and a fat or a carb and a fat. Those are going to help you a ton with nutrient absorption And it is going to lessen your acid reflux and your heartburn. So some of the things that I really like to snack on are grapes and cottage cheese. So you've got a carb and a protein. An apple with peanut butter. Um, Sometimes I will do like one piece of snack cheese with some Simple Mills crackers. Or I might do uh, plain Greek yogurt with granola and berries. So again, just kind of mixing and matching your macronutrient groups. And for me especially, I've found it helps to not have a carb by itself. So like having just pretzels by themselves or just the Simple Mills crackers by themselves. That definitely ups my uh, heartburn and acid reflux. And if you guys listen to the podcast that I did with Vitalia, she helps a ton with um, pre and postnatal nutrition, and we actually had a separate call together where we talked about this as well, and that was one of her biggest suggestions is to definitely pair things with carbs because carbs are a big culprit of heartburn and all of those discomforts. Couple other things I'm doing, um, water, just keeping up with water throughout the day, and I, I know it's counterproductive because we have to pee all the time already, and then the water adds to it. Trust me, I'm right there with you. This girl is right on my bladder, but water is going to help a ton with the digestive juices, the acid in the stomach lining, and just keeping things moving through your digestive tract because, again, some of those nutrient stores are going to baby, which is going to make your digestion a little bit slower. So the water is something that's going to help with that a lot. And then lastly is just smaller meals. Um... For me, I've found over the last few weeks that I wake up starving and then it kind of tapers off as the day goes on. And by the time I make it to dinner time, I'm just not as hungry. So tuning into your hunger cues and not forcing it. I know I used to be 
kind of guilty of being a routine eater. So like I always eat breakfast at this time. I always eat lunch at this time and I always eat dinner at this time. And then after dinner, I have this snack. But sometimes it just doesn't work out that way because my body is just not on that same schedule. So tune into your body and just keep those meals a little bit smaller. You should not be eating to the point of extreme fullness, but I would even recommend maybe not eating to the point of fullness in general, just where you just feel content. You feel like I ate, I feel pretty good. I probably could eat a little bit more, but I'm not going to. That's a really good place to live with heartburn because then you're not overstuffing yourself. There's no issue with you going back an hour later or two hours later and finishing your plate, but just keep it smaller to stay on the safe side. So those are my those are my heartburn tips. Discomfort number two that I see a lot with people is sleep. I see people complaining about sleep a lot and really struggling to get consistent sleep where they're comfortable and they're not waking up frequently. I'm just going to knock on wood here that my sleep has been really good during pregnancy so far. Um, Honestly, I'm going to attribute a lot of this to we invested in a king-size bed a few months ago and a nice one, a comfortable one that literally has been a game changer. It's like, it's just amazing. I can't even explain it. So if that's something that you are able to do, do it. That's my number one tip. But I know a lot of people can't do that or aren't in that place right now. So I would recommend right off the bat staying active throughout your day so that when it is time to go to bed, you do feel like you're ready to wind down. Your body's ready for that rest. I would also recommend things like yoga and stretching before bed because a lot of the reason that we're struggling with getting comfortable during sleep is because our hips are sore, our back is sore. We can't find a comfortable position where we're not feeling that soreness. There's pressure on our belly. There's pressure from different areas. It's really hard to turn and face the other way. So things like stretching and yoga consistently are going to help you a ton with alleviating that pain because you're keeping up with things like hip extensions and stretching out things like those hip flexors and those glutes and that lower back and all those areas that are experiencing those growing pains. So you're getting them in a place where they're getting the attention that they need and they kind of feel like they can settle down at nighttime because you've taken care of them. Um, Those are kind of my... I guess biggest tips, of course, you can add in things like a pregnancy pillow or a pillow between the legs. Um, Like I said, personally, I've been sleeping pretty well. Um, The one other thing I would recommend if you have trouble like winding down and, and getting yourself in a place for sleep is turning off your screens, which I'm sure you've heard a lot, but we do a lot of reading before bed. So just snuggling up with a good book and giving yourself those extra 15, 20, 30 minutes before you need to fall asleep. Um, And actually, that is one that I would tag along there is get yourself into bed well before you need to be asleep so that you're not like pressuring yourself that you have to fall asleep so fast. It, It just gives you that time to really wind down and have that nighttime routine. Okay, discomfort number three, growing pains. And we kind of touched on that during sleep, but 
growing pains, we're looking at, you know, your hips, we're looking at your lower back, it might be your boobs, it might be even your ankles. Um, It's just things are expanding, there's a lot more fluid in the body, things are not comfortable, your your belly, of course, is going to feel some pressure and some pain sometimes. So growing pains is what I'm going to call them today. And tip number one, which you're going to see a little bit of a trend here, but is to move. So move frequently and then frequently rest. And what I mean by that is don't let yourself sit and be stagnant for too long a period of time. That might be an hour. It might be two hours. Everybody's threshold is a little bit different. So I'm not going to give you like just one blanket number here, but even if we're not pregnant, I think we can all agree that if we sit for too long, we get stiff, but pregnancy just makes it that much more alleviate or uh, accelerated, I guess you could say. So just being aware that you're not sitting for too long a period of time, maybe just set a timer on your phone or your watch to remind yourself to move. That might be going for a quick walk around the block, or it might be just being able to do a quick five minute stretch, five minute yoga flow. If you're in an office somewhere, maybe you're walking to the break room, grabbing a cup of coffee or water if you can't have more caffeine that day, Um, or just being able to kind of get up in your cubicle and stretch around a little bit and then rest frequently too. So it's finding that balance of not too much time on your feet, but not too little time on your feet as well. So like for me, a lot of times my weekends are pretty go, go, go and busy, but I'll get a couple of tasks done and then I'll sit down for 15 or 20 minutes and then I'll get back up and get a couple things done, sit back down. The big thing I have to do there, I don't know if you guys might experience this too, I have to set my timer for the amount of time that I'm going to sit down because once you sit and you're comfortable, it's so easy to just stay in that position and not move for the next three hours, but we got things to do. So set that timer, keep yourself accountable to get back up. Um, And then really continuing with those growing pains, other forms of movement, things like walking every single day, you guys walk and it's going to slow down. Your pace is going to be less. You're going to be more out of breath and that's fine. But truly walking has like saved me in this pregnancy and it's saved Wrigley too, because he just needs the exercise. But put a podcast in, find a good playlist that you like, call a friend, or just kind of hang out in the silence, meditate or don't, and just take that time for you. With nothing else to do, no other to-do list in mind, you could walk for 10 minutes or you could walk for one hour, I don't care, just move, do your walking. And then the last one is just yoga and stretching, which we talked about a lot during sleep, but truly incorporating those things. On my Instagram page, I put up some of my favorite pregnancy stretches. So things like cat, cow, down dog, pigeon, different hip openers that really have helped me a ton with alleviating the pain, but consistently alleviating the pain because I'm putting my body in that place every single day. Some days my yoga is five minutes, some days it's 30 minutes, but I do make sure that I'm doing it every single day just to feel more comfortable. Okay, moving on. Discomfort number four, energy and fatigue. You know what I'm talking about, especially if you're in the first or the third trimester, your body is working so hard 
and you're just so dang tired and I get it. And again with this, some of this is just not going to go away like with the heartburn. You are going to be low energy. You are going to be fatigued and it's valid that you're feeling that way. And it's okay to give into that and let your body rest. But we can't obviously do that all the time. We don't have that um, luxury. So tip number one, as you guessed, is to move. And if you can move outside, even better. I know for me that when I'm really feeling that spike in fatigue, that's a great time for me to get Wrigley out for a walk because that fresh air just kind of knocks it back into you upstate New York where it's like 20 degrees right now. But then just moving and getting those endorphins going a little bit is going to put you in a place where you feel like, okay, I can do the next couple hours of my day and then I might have to do this again. Um, Second thing would be nutrients. So taking a look at what you're eating throughout the day and making sure that you're getting a wide variety of nutrients. Are you making sure that you're getting in proteins, carbs, and healthy fats? Are you focusing on your micronutrients? So things like your vitamins, your minerals, look at the probiotics. Are you prioritizing those things and really eating a variety of fruits and vegetables? Or are you maybe lacking in some areas? Because those are also going to attribute to your energy levels. The other thing I would say too is your mindset. So I, like I said, you are going to feel fatigued. You are going to really feel a lag in your energy and it's valid. But I know for me, if I sit with that feeling for too long, then I kind of start feeling bad for myself. My whole day becomes, well, I'm so tired and I'm so lazy and I want to be on the couch. And sometimes we just have to knock ourselves out of it. If we allowed ourselves that rest, if we allowed ourselves that that relaxation, we have to move on. And sometimes it's just acknowledging that, yep, I do feel this way, but I'm moving on. And for me, that's been a, a big one because I know that that fatigue is probably not going anywhere over the next however many weeks. And not only that, But when baby comes, that fatigue is going to go up too and we still have to show up. So give yourself that rest, prioritize that relaxation, but then also move on as harsh as that sounds and kind of trick your mind into, no, I've got this. I'm good. I'm feeling good. That's a great time to get that walk in or just there's been days that I'll go downstairs and do a 10 minute body weight workout just to snap out of it and move on. All right, last one, discomfort discomfort number five is mood and anxiety. Again, you guys, some of this is inevitable. We're all different according to our hormone levels and how that impacts us. It's individualized per person, um, but some blanket tips that I would give you. You guessed it, number one, move. I feel like I've said it so many times, but I like cannot hit the nail on the head enough with this that movement is going to do so much for you guys physically and mentally and it doesn't have to be some strength training crazy workout cycling class it it's whatever works for you if that's what feels good for you then do it but if it's something different then do that too i don't care what it is just move um number two to me would be journal so write down those feelings don't don't discount what you're feeling. Validate it. Don't shove it under the rug. It's 
it's valid that you're feeling this way. And a lot of times just putting pen to paper, we can get a lot out that we didn't even know was in there. And with that, talk about it. So again, personally, this works for me. I really like journaling, but then talking to Keith about it after because I feel like I can really dive deep. I can really internalize what I just wrote down because I'm talking about it out loud. But then Keith is also on the same page where he knows what's going through my head right now. He knows how I'm feeling and we're kind of in this together and I don't feel so alone in the way that I'm feeling. But also there's something to be said for whoever that person is for you they sometimes can snap you out of it and question like, wait a minute, did you hear what you just said? Or wait a minute. And they can kind of bring you back to reality where something you thought was like a huge deal that you were totally anxious about, they can bring you back down and kind of um, snap you back into it. So journaling and talking about it is definitely a huge one. And with that, acknowledge it, but then find ways to move past it. And those are going to include some action steps too. So whether you're a journaler, whether you're somebody that talks about it, or you just are somebody that can sit and and think about it or meditate on it, acknowledge what you're feeling. But then don't close that journal until you've come up with a plan of how you're going to help yourself through it and then execute. That's It's so easy to take pen to paper and put all of these things on paper of how we're feeling, but then we forget to flip the switch and come up with a now what. So what's your now what going to be? What are you going to do to help those feelings of anxiety or where you're feeling like you're constantly snapping at everybody or you'd rather be alone and not talk to anybody at all? Whatever those feelings that you're having, it's okay, they're valid, they're fine, but let's talk about it, let's acknowledge it, and let's make a plan for it. And then let's also come up with some tools to, the only word I can think of is distract ourselves from it. And I don't want you to think of distract as far, like as a, let's shove this under the rug kind of deal. I mean distract in the sense of, okay, we acknowledge these feelings, we came up with a plan, but what am I gonna do right now in this moment so I can move past this feeling that I'm having? Again, that could be going for a walk. It could be doing a workout. It could be calling a friend, listening to a podcast. It could be continuing to journal. Um, It could be baking a recipe that you've wanted to do or going for a drive. Whatever it is that you can turn your brain off and quote unquote distract yourself is another great way to, I think, combat that mood and that anxiety. So Those are kind of my five discomforts and tips of how I would recommend holistically going about helping yourself through those things with a couple little supplements sprinkled in there. So we talked about heartburn, we talked about sleep, we talked about growing pains, we talked about mood and anxiety, and we talked about energy and fatigue. And if I missed some, feel free to send me a DM and we can kind of chat through it together. But Again, like I said, don't don't listen to this and think that I've got it all figured out because I don't. And at the time of recording this, I still have eight and a half weeks-ish left in my pregnancy. So it, it could change. Those discomforts might be totally different next week. But I do think, I do believe that simple things like moving, prioritizing your nutrients and your nutrition, and 
making sure to focus on some form of self-care, whether that's journaling, talking to somebody, walking, podcast, whatever, baking a recipe, those three things are going to hit huge aspects of your health. And those those pieces of your health really need some TLC right now because there's a lot going on in your body and there's a lot that you can't control. So let's support that body and, and do some things that we can to alleviate the discomforts that we're having. Of course, I always like to talk about having a community when it comes with pregnancy, and I know some of my guests that have come on here have talked about it as well, and that's going to be a great way to feed the mental side of your health is finding people that you can rally around and you can lean on, and that's what I'm hoping to do with this podcast too is create this community of women that we can feel validated in our health journeys, whatever they are, and reach out to one another without feeling that judge or feeling like we're alone in that feeling that we're having in that moment. So as always, I put in the show notes where you guys can find me on social media. Instagram is where I kind of live these days, but you can also find me on Facebook. You can also send me an email right through Instagram, and I'd love to chat with you guys and hear what are things that have been helping you in your pregnancy or what are things that you're struggling with too? Like, how can we help each other continue through this amazing journey that we're all on or that some of us are preparing for or thinking about in the future or that some of us just finished up and we're now in the postpartum of it? Wherever you are in this journey, I really hope that we can continue to build this community and uplift and support each other through this process. I hope this was helpful for you guys today. I hope I get to hear from you soon and I will catch you in the next one. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Health Without Limits podcast. You guys know that I appreciate your support more than anything and really love having this outlet to just share my voice too. Don't forget to reach out to me on social media so that we can connect. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Both of those will be in the notes section of this episode. I'll catch you guys in the next one.